Hi, everybody. Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain Radio. Hope you're doing well. Well, are you ready to get into it? I say let's get all the way into it. This is the truth about the Donald Trump controversy, also known as Audiogate. So Donald Trump, of course, has come under fire for comments made during a private conversation with Billy Bush of Access Hollywood on the set of the Days of Our Lives soap opera in 2005. Now, apparently soap operas have become very relevant and meaningful to our life. By the way, did you know that Billy Bush is the cousin of Jeb Bush? Um, Jeb, sorry, Jeb, exclamation mark, uh, Bush, uh, who, I don't know, may have held on to this stuff for a while. When was it released? How did it get there? Is it a Bush family hit? Well... We'll see. Now, the Jeff Bezos-owned Washington Post, also referred to as Jeff Bezos' blog, published the short video with an article titled, Trump Recorded Having Extremely Lewd Conversation About Women in 2005. Now, before we get any further, it's really, really important to talk about this differentiation because people seem to have a little bit of a trouble with this one, right? So when Trump, Trump talks about a subset of immigrants, illegal immigrants coming in from Mexico being rapists and murderers, somehow all Mexicans become rapists and murderers, <clears throat> logic fail. So when he's talking about a particular kind of woman who is a gold digger or somebody who's a fame or or wealth groupie, he's not talking about all women. He's talking about a particular kind. We'll get into the details here, but this inability to understand a subcategory is quite important and it makes uh, about as much sense like let's say that uh, a policeman describes that uh, you know he arrested uh, three women for prostitution last night he's talking about women who were prostitutes who he arrested he's not saying all women are prostitutes just please please people try and hang on to the logic train a little bit because otherwise we head off into nowhere land so what was said. And, you you know, listen to this. We'll put a link to this below. Listen to this in the original context. It's jokey. It's um, locker roomy. It's joshy. And um, you can listen to it. So Donald Trump says, you know, and an unknown says, she used to be great. She's still very beautiful. Uh, Trump said, I moved on her, actually. You know, she was down on Palm Beach. I moved on her and I failed. I'll admit it. Unknown person says, whoa. Trump says, I did try and fuck her. She was married unknown. That's huge news, right? So he tried to have sex with her. She was married. And Trump says, no, no, Nancy, no, this was, and that, that part is inaudible. So he may be saying, no, no, I didn't know she was married at the time, or, you know, whether she was married at the time, he knew it or not, is unclear. But he certainly is like, it's huge news she was married. And he says, no, no, Nancy, no. Uh, he goes on to say, and I moved on her very, very heavily. In fact, I took her out furniture shopping. She wanted to get some furniture. I said, I'll show you where they have some nice furniture. That actually sounds like a pretty <laughs> sordid line, but it's not. He went on to say, I took her out furniture. I moved on her like a bitch, but I couldn't get there. And she was married. Then all of a sudden I see her. She's now got the big phony tits and everything. She's totally changed her look, right? So so this is about, this is a couple of months after he got married to Melania, although they've been together a lot longer. And so he's talking about some time in the distant past, right? Because he, this is he tried to get to her. He found out she was married, or maybe he knew ahead at the time. And then he sees her later. She's got fake boobs and all of that. So this is talking about the past. He's not talking about trying to pick up a married woman while married to Melania. That is only possible if, like an idiot, you or I read only reports of what is said rather than listening to the actual thing itself. The conversation... <laughs> to everyone's not relief, continues. Billy Bush, 
I don't know. It's a porn star name. What can I say? Billy Bush says, sheesh, your girl's hot as shit. In the purple. Trump, whoa, whoa. Bush, yes, the Donald has scored. Whoa, my man. And then there's some crosstalk. And Trump says, look at you. You're a pussy. Crosstalk. All right. You and I will walk out. And there's silence. And Trump says, he's referring to the woman who greets them, uh, I think, when they come. The woman who's the, uh, the actress in the soap opera. God, didn't you love it when this used to be a philosophy show? Yeah, me too. <laughs> we'll get back there, I promise. So uh, he says, maybe it's a different one. Uh, Bush says, it better not be the publicist. No, it's it's her. It's Trump. Yeah, that's her with the gold. I better use some Tic Tacs just in case I start kissing her. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything right so this is important he's talking about a particular category of women whose hypergamous responses to rich attractive uh, powerful wealthy star men tall men or whatever is um to be sexually receptive or flirtatious or whatever so he's saying if you're a star and you're around groupies you can do anything uh, to them and they like it they let it happen so he's not talking assault he's not talking about unwanted sexual advances you know this is like mick jagger in his youth, you know, before he turned into the wizened, <laughs> dyed-haired crypt keeper. But um, this is like Mick Jagger in his youth saying, yeah, you know, when, when women are swarming the stage and throwing their panties at you and they're topless, you can just grab them and they won't mind at all. That's a fact when you're talking about groupies. So he says, you can do anything. Bush says, whatever you want. Trump says, grab them by the pussy. You can do anything. Bush, um, yeah, those legs. All I can see is the legs. Conversation continued. Trump, oh, it looks good. Bush, come on, shorty. <laughs> Trump, ooh, nice legs, huh? Bush, oof, get out of the way, honey. Oh, that's good legs. Go ahead. Trump, it's always good if you don't fall out of the bus. Like Ford, Gerald Ford, remember? So for those who don't know, Gerald Ford um, was subbed in for uh, the uh, swiftly departing uh, Richard Nixon and um, fell down things, fell off uh, airplane stairs and so on. Um, couldn't figure, Trump can't figure out how to get out. And try, Bush says, down below, pull the handle. Trump says... Uh, comes out and greets the woman and says, hello, hello, how are you? Hi. And then he proceeds to give her an air kiss and he says, Melania says, that's okay. And he's a perfect gentleman going forward, right? So this is the entire, entire thing. So soap stars, um, they are, it's like Danye models. Um, they're, they're, they're chosen for their looks a lot, a lot of times. Uh, and they're very attractive and uh, they work out and they use lots of makeup and they dye their hair and they really work their physical attractiveness. So if you're really working your physical attractiveness, it seems kind of odd to be shocked if a man comments on your physical attractiveness. You know, like if I open uh, an art gallery and I put my art on the walls, which I've worked on for years, uh, and I come in and I'm really offended that people are looking at and commenting on the art on my walls, that just seems kind of odd. Uh, that is the deal. I mean, some women will work physical attractiveness and other women will work brains and other women will work charm and charisma and ability and talent and all these kinds of things but some women will work physical attractiveness and i think we all understand that soap stars are not chosen necessarily for their mensa membership but are chosen for their level of physical attractiveness so commenting on their level of physical attractiveness when that's kind of why they're there uh, i mean have we become so precious and so blind 
that women in general in the sexual marketplace, women sell fertility and fertility has particular physical markers and men sell resources because women throughout evolution were generally disabled by uh, having uh, children and breastfeeding and having more children. So yes, women sell youth, uh, attractiveness and fertility and men sell resources. So you have a soap star who's very attractive meeting Donald Trump who has quite a lot of resources. And yes, there are lewd comments if you want to call them that. But um, I mean, this... I don't want to get into a whole thing here, but you can look up the uh, sexual perversions of people like John F. Kennedy, uh, of Lyndon Johnson, uh, of um, um, people like uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who even though he was confined to a wheelchair, carried on a multi-decade affair. Guess what? Guys who get to the top of the political hierarchy often have a lot of testosterone and are often quite sexually suggestive or assertive or even aggressive. That does not mean it's assault. It just means that they're assertive. And some women like that. You know, there's a reason why 50 million American women bought Fifty Shades of Grey. You know, it ain't creepy, apparently, if you've got a helicopter. Sorry, this is just biological reality, and this precious nonsense is just that. So, now the woman, uh, actress, her name is Ariana, Ariane Zucker. She was the woman in purple referred to in the tape. And she was asked about the story outside her home. She said, it's not about me. All props to her. I think she's handling it very in a very dignified manner. So on Soap Talk, <laughs> oh, the things the media is dragging me to talk about. <laughs> on Soap Talk in 2005, this woman, Zucker, was asked about working with Donald Trump and if she flirted with him. And she said, I did flirt with him. I did. He's my new best friend. He is so cute and charming. I mean, you just don't look above, makes a gesture at her forehead referring to his hair. He's very tall. And in my heels, I was still looking up. The host of this Soap Talk interview remarked that she had been, quote, hot for Donald Trump when she met him, and Zucker agreed with the statement, yeah. She then went on to make positive compliments about Melania Trump, how beautiful she was, and how great she was when they met. So, nice, classy, and honest. Donald Trump was a particularly younger, although he was a very attractive man. So the Days of Our Lives cameo that Zucker filmed with Trump involved her character hitting on him in a very suggestive manner and attempting to get a job only for Trump to rebuff her advances right so this is the entire storyline is a woman attempting to use a sexual wiles to gain resources from an alpha male <sighs> anyway establishment republicans republicans because we all know where the democrats stand right Re establishment republicans proceeded to come out in droves opposing donald trump who they never really actually supported in the first place what was said republican national committee chairman reince priebus said no woman should ever be described in these terms or talked about in this manner, ever. <laughs> White Knight Brigade arrives. Um, okay, rights, reins, runes. Let me just tell you something. Um, women should be described accurately because women are human beings. There are good women. There are bad women. There are women in the middle. There are noble women, heroic women, intelligent women, nasty women, dumb women, gold digger women, lots of different kinds of women. And uh, if you want to treat women as equals, if you want to treat women as human beings, then you describe them accurately. If a woman is a gold digger, it's not you're not calling all women gold diggers to talk about a woman who's a gold digger. Here's a hint. If I say a certain woman is blonde, I'm not implying that all women are blondes. I'm saying this woman is blonde. So no woman should ever be described in these stuff. This is just white knighting. And this is, um, that's a crazy elevation of women to this holy status, you know, putting women up on a pedestal, not dealing with them as human beings uh, with uh, flaws and qualities and virtues and, and uh, deficiencies scattered widely across the female population. Of course, women can be described in particular terms 
if they meet those particular criteria. Uh, to say otherwise is uh, not to deal with women as actual human beings. So, House Speaker Paul Ryan, uh, I am second by what I heard today. Women are to be championed and revered, not objectified. I hope Mr. Trump treats this situation with the seriousness it deserves and works to demonstrate to the country that he has greater respect for women than this clip suggests. In the meantime, he is no longer attending tomorrow's event in Wisconsin. That's right. He got uh, convention blocked. Um, Paul Ryan, actually, interestingly enough, um, was very, very into Ayn Rand, Russian uh, novelist and philosopher. And um, in Ayn Rand's two most famous novels, uh, The Fountainhead and Atlas Shrugged, there are quasi-rape scenes. Um, I don't know that Paul Ryan ever talked about how horrible and horrifying it is that uh, Ayn Rand wrote these quasi-rape scenes. We'll see. But apparently... Um, he didn't really dislike it enough to not be uh, into objectivism, which is the philosophy that Ayn Rand uh, put put forward. So, again, women are to be championed and revered? No. How about we treat women like human beings uh, and uh, not put these halos all over them and make them these perfect angels that, I mean, come on. Eva Braun, Hitler's girlfriend, is, is she to be championed and revered? Uh, I don't know. What about the woman who seems to have falsely accused an entire fraternity of rape, uh, which on the UVA campus, uh, is she to be uh, championed and, and revered? Uh, what about female serial killers? Are they to be? I mean, this is just ridiculous, right? I mean, <laughs> white knight, if I champion and revere women, will they lick my ears? Mitt Romney said, <clears throat> I want to express on behalf of myself and on behalf of my party just how much I love all the people of this country, regardless of gender or ethnicity or religion. And I was offended and dismayed by what was said and done by Mr. Trump. I think it's degrading to our women, to our daughters and granddaughters, to future generations, and I dearly hope that we will come together as a nation and stand as firmly as we possibly can for the principles which have made us the shining city on the hill. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, this, it's hard going. So apparently now uh, they're trying to reframe it that Trump wants to grab what, your granddaughter's uh, private parts? Of course, he's not talking about anything. He's not talking about your granddaughters. He's talking about women who uh, have a fetish for fame and money who will let you grab their butts or grab whatever uh, because they're happy for it and they like it. And it's, he's talking about groupies. Not all women are groupies. <sighs> Why do we even need to say this? And um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Love all the people. Wasn't Mitt Romney also secretly recorded saying that basically half of America won't vote Republican because they're dependent on the government for all their money? Did he feel a lot of love for those people at that time? I don't know. Mitt Romney showing once again why he lost. John McCain. Donald Trump's behavior this week, concluding with the disclosure of his demeaning comments about women and his boasts about sexual assaults, make it impossible to continue to offer even conditional support for his candidacy. <laughs> All right. Um, not talking about sexual assault. He's not saying, I love cornering women and grabbing them as they attempt to fight me off with pepper spray. <laughs> He's talking about fame groupies who uh, don't mind sexually explicit stuff. And is there any record uh, of Donald Trump actually grabbing women's vaginas? Of course not. He's, you know, it's like saying, oh, I could kill this person. And then you get off the bus, you meet that person, and guess what? You don't kill them because you were just using a turn of phrase, you were just talking. Now, if he'd come off the bus and grabbed at this woman uh, and she hadn't liked it, 
that's a problem. But of course, he's just trash talking in private, which guys do and women do and everyone does. And if you've ever, if you ever come to me and you claim that you've never had a conversation ever anywhere in the world, drunk, sober, with, with male friends, with female friends, if you've never had a conversation that you'd be embarrassed for your, for your grandmother here, you're just lying. I'm sorry. We all have these private moments. We've all made jokes that would make people's hair stand on end. We've all made these kinds of comments because sometimes you need to blow off steam. Sometimes it's funny. And sometimes you're just kind of caught up in the moment. Like, we don't know the beginning of this conversation. Was Billy Bush instigating it? Was he goading it forward? Trump's still responsible. But we don't know how this thing started. We're just seeing a particular clip. So John McCain, Mitt Romney, Paul Ryan, Rince Pribus, all shocked and appalled, horrified beyond words. Now, McCain, uh, McCain and Trump, you know, McCain called uh, Trump's, I think, Arizona supporters uh, mostly lunatics, and uh, Trump hit back saying, I prefer people who don't get captured. Is you really a war here if you get captured? And uh, so they've been going back and forth for a while. So <clears throat> in McCain's 1986 race for the U.S. Senate, he was quoted as joking, and I hesitate to <laughs> repeat this joke, um, partly because it's pretty offensive and partly because it's really not, it's not funny even to justify the offensiveness. I don't mind an offensive joke if it's really funny, but uh, so he said, did you hear the one about the woman who was attacked on the street by a gorilla, beaten senseless, raped repeatedly and left to die? When she finally regains consciousness and tries to speak, her doctor leans over to hear her sigh contentedly and to feebly ask, where is that marvelous ape? See, apparently it's really funny to be raped repeatedly by a gorilla and that's what women really like. Is that offensive to you? I actually think that's, that's pretty offensive. And again, doesn't even have the redeeming quality of being kind of funny. Um, so he's trying to get into the U.S. Senate. Did the Republican Party disavow him? Did they demand that he drop out? Did they call him horrifying? Did they hold up their grandchildren, granddaughters as human shields for their virtue signaling cuck planet orbiting the <laughs> beta mangina solar system of white knighting? No! Didn't really, uh, so, this is selective outrage. This is nothing to do, this has nothing to do with what Trump said. It's just an excuse to dump on a guy who's threatening existing political elites and power structures. McCain for president spokesman, Ryan Rogers, uh, said, uh, he's long said that he said and done things in the past that he regrets. You've just got to move on and be yourself. That's what people want. They want somebody who's authentic. And this kind of stuff is a good example of McCain being McCain, right? So this is what he said at the time about this when people got a little bit upset about it. So I guess McCain also wants your grandchildren to suffer the fate of this woman with the ape anyway. Of course he doesn't, right? I mean, it's, it's a joke. It's a bad joke. But they just said, oh, you know, he's being authentic. He's homie. Yeah. <laughs> Hypocrisy gives me the hives. And in the book, and I look, I'm sorry to use this word, uh, I hate this word, but I'm going to use it. The book, The Real McCain by Chris Schechter reports that in 1992, the following exchange took place. Uh, Cindy, uh, Cindy McCain, Cindy playfully twirled McCain's hair and said, you're getting a little thin up there. McCain's face reddened and he responded, at least I don't plaster on the makeup like a trollop, you cunt. Hmm. Hmm. I hate that word. All right. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who, by the way, did divorce his first wife. A lot of these guys have divorced their first wives, you see, because maybe they got married and then they got a lot of money and power and then they traded up. Huh. Hypergamy for men. All right. 
So Mitch McConnell said, These comments are repugnant and unacceptable in any circumstance. As the father of three daughters, I strongly believe that Trump needs to apologize directly to women and girls everywhere and take full responsibility for the utter lack of respect for women shown in his comments on that tape. Everywhere. Women everywhere. He's talking about fame groupies, but apparently all women are fame groupies. Uh, talking trash about one particular category of women. Oh, that woman, she's a total slut. Oh, all women. Uh, you're saying all women are sluts? You need to apologize to my granddaughter. It's like... Please, please pretend to think a little better. Senate Majority Whip uh, John Cornyn said, I am disgusted by Mr. Trump's words about women, our daughters, sisters, and mothers. I don't think he was referring to your mother, unless your mother is a fame groupie, uh, in which case maybe he was. House GOP Conference Chair Kathy McMorris Rogers said, it is never appropriate to condone unwanted sexual advances or violence against women. Mr. Trump must realize that it has no place in public or private conversations. So, women who enjoy sexual aggression from a powerful man, and there are a lot of women who do, a lot of women who do, just as a lot of men would not mind sexual assertiveness or even aggression from a young, attractive woman. So, um, women who like that, uh, and a man who acts upon that, uh, the women just don't even know their own desires. They're not in control of their own thoughts and minds or loins, and therefore it's just assault and violence. Oh, come on. There's real sexual assault and violence in the world, people. Let's not cheapen it by somehow stapling it into this conversation. Senator Mike Lee, Mr. Trump, I respectfully asked you, with all due respect, to step aside. Step down. Allow someone else to carry the banner of these principles. I wouldn't hire that person, wouldn't want to be associated with that person, and I certainly don't think I'd feel comfortable hiring that person to be the leader of the free world. Yeah, the principles, because um, the Republicans have been just great with all of their principles. See how they managed to block Obamacare? They also managed to impeach Obama for uh, his executive actions which bypassed the Constitution. Uh, they uh, they really pushed back against that, that war, uh, didn't they? And, uh, oh yes, that's right, they really pushed back against that extra, I don't know, billion, trillion dollars or so of stimulus spending. And they've really pushed, because like it's been gone on the budget every, uh, every year for the past uh, more than half decade. Uh, they've really, really pushed back on balancing the budget. Yeah, they've really pushed back on illegal immigration. They've really pushed back on enforcing immigration laws. Uh, they've really pushed back on immigration, which like over 80% of Americans want reduced or controlled uh, or, or frozen. So it would, you know, Trump only exists because the Republicans have not been doing their job. That's why Trump exists. He exists for no other reason than the fact that the Republicans have not been listening to their constituents and therefore they voted in Donald Trump because he is actually listening to them. So this guy, <laughs> you just don't get it, do you? Uh, Susan Brooks, uh, Representative Susan Brooks, quote, Donald Trump's words and the actions he described are reprehensive reprehensible and disrespectful, and I am personally disgusted by this behavior. This is nowhere near the conduct Americans should expect from someone seeking the office of president. Well, I mean, you know, you're electing not a saint, but a leader, right? You're not trying to get a priest into office. You're trying to get an effective leader, and an effective leader is somebody with a lot of aggression. Sorry, it's just it's just the way that it is. People can wish it or otherwise, but the way the world is, the way the world works, uh, it is now. 
And um, this is not really aggressive. Words are not crimes. Talking about grabbing people is not the same as grabbing people. If I talk about, I don't know, uh, let's say um, I would like to grab Michelle Fields' arm. I wouldn't, but let's say I said that. Um, well, actually, I might get charged. <laughs> Who knows, right? But I mean, it's not the same. Saying something is not the same as doing as doing it. And this and and saying something about a particular category of people is not saying things about all. Anyway, okay, I think you understand. I could have broken record this so much. Senator Orrin Hatch. Mr. Trump's comments were offensive and disgusting. There is no excuse for such degrading behavior. All women deserve to be treated with respect. No, they don't. Can you imagine saying that? All men deserve to be treated with respect, regardless of whether they're good men or bad men, criminals or saints. I mean, good Lord. All women deserve to be treated with respect. No. You deserve to pay people what they have earned through their actions, whether it's respect or contempt. Representative Ann Wagner said, I have committed my short time in Congress to fighting for the most vulnerable in our society. As a strong and vocal advocate for victims of sex trafficking and assault, I must be true to those survivors and myself and condemn the predatory and reprehensible comments of Donald Trump. I withdraw my endorsement and call for Governor Pence to take the lead so we can defeat Hillary Clinton. Okay, Ann, sex trafficking and assault? He's making jokes about grabbing women. He doesn't actually grab women, grab women, and he says that they like it, even if he did it. So sex trafficking and assault, you don't consider that using the genuine victims of sex trafficking and assault, which is a terrifying and terrible thing to occur. You don't think that using those women uh, who are surviving, and there are men who are part of the sex trafficking and men who are assaulted as well and men who are raped. You don't think that using those victims for your political point scoring is not a bit disrespectful? and lowers people's uh, genuine horror at sex trafficking and assault. Here's another thing, too, and this is not just to Anne, you know, just as a whole. Um, there's nobody but Trump who can defeat Hillary Clinton. Nobody but Trump who can defeat Hillary Clinton. Now, ladies and gentlemen of the American electorate, let me tell you something. If uh, you're concerned about sexual aggression, sexual aggression, um, and those who enable and defend and support it, you don't want Hillary Clinton and uh, grabby Bubba Hands uh, Bill back into the White House, right? Bill has been credibly accused of rape. We got a whole interview about this with Roger Stone on this channel. Um, he has settled sexual harassment suits for $800,000. You know, this is back when $800,000 meant something. So if you don't want uh, sexual predation and those who enable and support it uh, to have power, then you have to support Trump because Trump making some comment 11 years ago... Um, which he did not act on, uh, which was kind of a joke. Uh, that is not anywhere close to the kind of stuff that Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton have gotten up to uh, since they were known colloquially as the Arkansas Mafia. So if you are concerned about sexual predation, you have to throw your lot in behind Trump. Otherwise, Hillary Clinton and her um, husband are going to get into power and probably stay in power for at least eight years, given how they're going to change the demographics and um, summon or enable um 20 to 30 million new Democrat voters uh, out of immigration and uh, legalization of illegal immigrants. So if you are concerned about negative treatment of women, you have to throw your support 100% behind Trump because otherwise people who've got a real history of this are going to get into power. So this just shows how the Republican establishment has just gone mental. Well, they haven't gone mental if you follow the money. <clears throat> Senator Kelly Ayotte said, 
I'm a mom and an American first and cannot and will not support a candidate for president who brags about degrading and assaulting women. I will not be voting for Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton and instead will be writing in Governor Pence for president on Election Day. Excellent. Good job. You stick to your principles. Hand the White House to Bill and Hillary. And they will bring in a lot of immigrants. Uh, if I understand this correctly, there have to be courses in certain areas of Europe saying don't grab women, don't grab women by the vagina. Um, so they'll be bringing in people uh, who may have to take those courses in order to not do what Donald Trump only joked about doing in a private conversation. I know he was miked, but you don't expect a conversation before you go on set to be recorded and then played out when you're never even thinking of running for president. But anyway. Ted Cruz. These comments are disturbing and inappropriate. There is simply no excuse for them. Marco Rubio. Donald's comments were vulgar, egregious, and impossible to justify. No one should ever talk about any woman in those terms, even in private. Again, this idea that you can never speak negatively towards women. Guys, guys, as a whole, um, if we continue to feed the vanity of women, it's going to be the end of Western civilization. We need to speak, deal with women like, like they're human beings, reasonably. Good women, bad women. If we continue to feed the vanity and entitlement of women, that's it for Western civilization. Jeb Bush. As the grandfather of two precious girls, I find that no apology can excuse away Donald Trump's reprehensible comments degrading women. Mark uh, Levin. There is no defending what Trump said. It's grotesque. I know why they're leaking it. With four and a half weeks of the general election on a Friday where the media are having a field day with it prior to the Sunday debate. That's unethical. See, this thing is about defending what Trump said. I don't, I don't even know what that means. You know, should men go around grabbing women by the vaginas? Of course they shouldn't. And, and very few do. Can men never make jokes? Can men never talk about this kind of stuff in private? Is that a thought crime now? Is this indefensible, inexcusable? It's trash talk, people. Grow a pair. Grow a pair like a lot of women on Twitter have grown a pair who say, you should hear what women talk about. It's way worse than that. Donald Trump, what did he say? Uh, October 7th, 2016, he said, This was locker room banter, a private conversation that took place many years ago. Bill Clinton has said far worse to me on the golf course, not even close. I apologize if anyone was offended. Governor Mike Pence said, As a husband and father, I was offended by the words and actions described by Donald Trump in the 11-year-old video released yesterday. I do not condone his remarks and cannot defend them. I am grateful that he has expressed remorse and apologized to the American people. We pray for his family and look forward to the opportunity he has to show what is in his heart when he goes before the nation tomorrow. Listen, a lot of people on the left, maybe some of the people on in the Republican Party as well, don't really understand the fundamentalist or evangelical or deep Christianity of a lot of people in America. On the left... In general, if they attack you and you apologize, they do not accept your apology. They view it as a sign of weakness. And Mike Cernovich has talked about this before. Don't apologize. It only emboldens them. So lots of people have apologized uh, for things that the left has fa have found uh, offensive. And uh, it doesn't matter. They just double down. They, oh, he's, uh, it's blood in the water, right? It's, uh, it's a wounded, um, 
it's a wounded cow uh, kicking around and flailing around in the Amazon with a school of piranha. It's, uh, it's a shock feeding frenzy. So on the left, if you apologize, they will redouble their attacks. However, among Christians, a sincere repentance is a mark of honor. Yeah, because, of course, when Trump says, and we'll get to this in a sec, when he says, I'm not a perfect person, all Christians understand that. Christians, uh, and I was raised a Christian, you are born sinful, you are born with the original sin, you are born uh, in the devil's inhabitants, in the devil's world, and you are beset by temptations on every side, and everybody strays from the path of virtue, and uh, understanding where you have gone wrong, sincerely apologizing, promising to do better, is inevitable in the human condition. Right? There's no perfect person, I guess, other than all women for most of these Republican cucks, but there's no perfect person. We all make mistakes. The important thing to do is to own your mistakes, to apologize for them, and to use your mistakes as a way of getting greater virtue. Right? This is an old argument put forward by C.S. Lewis in the Screwtape Letters, where he says, the devil will drive you crazy with, with temptation. And what you want to do is you want to use your temptation to create virtue. So if the devil tempts you with lust, be more celibate. If the devil tempts you with greed, uh, be less greedy uh, and temper your desires even more. And thus, as the devil stimulates you towards badness, use that as a way of becoming a better person. So when Trump says, I'm not a perfect person, I made a mistake, I apologize, I'm going to be a better person. For a lot of cynical people on the left, they don't get that apology is genuine and it's, you know, we all make mistakes and we all need to do better uh, over time. But for Christians, that is a very, very powerful statement, and they respect a person more who has sinned, taken ownership, and apologized, and promised to do better than someone who claims he's never sinned, or someone who claims, like, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. This whole story really, really richly conforms to a Christian narrative, because Everybody knows that everybody's had conversations that, if taken out of context, if repeated, if sliced and diced, would get them in trouble. And so do, do we really think that these Republicans have, have never used a curse word, have, have never said anything untoward, even under the covers with their wife? And You know what I mean? Of course, of course they have. Of course they have. And um, so let he is without sin cast the first stone. That's a very, very important thing. And Christians look at all of these Republican cucks uh, talking about all of this crazy stuff. Uh, oh, I, I'm basically saying, well, I can attack this guy because I've never done anything like this. And of course they have. Of course they have. Right. Maybe not in this particular context, but about something. It could be about race, it could be about ethnicity, it could be about culture, it could be about religion, it could be about women, it could be about political opponents, it could be about the American public, it could be, I don't know, a basket of deplorables perhaps? Is that a little bit worse than saying this, uh, you know, women who are sexually attracted to wealthy men don't mind it when wealthy men grab at them? So uh, people don't understand how this lands for Christians, that uh, uh, this man... Uh, committed uh, uh, a, a minor sin, right? spoke uh, disparagingly. He has owned it. He has apologized for it. He's promising to do better. But everyone who's around him throwing stones, they're the real hypocrites. So the RNC, from the Christian standpoint, look a lot worse than Trump, who's owned his mistake and has apologized for it. Sorry for that interlude, but it's important for people to understand. Melania Trump, the wife, uh, her opinion, of course, matters quite a bit. Um, the words my husband used are unacceptable and offensive to me. This does not represent the man that I know. He has the heart and mind of a leader. I hope people will accept his apology as I have and focus on the important issues facing our nation and the world. And of course, it's been long known the Democrats can't run on issues. They can only run on ad hominems and falsehoods. So, uh, you know, you could take her words to heart. A 1996 Republican nominee Bob Dole said, 
It was 11 years ago. He shouldn't have said it, but there's nothing he can do about it except to do well in the debate. I think he can overcome a lot of this in the debate tomorrow night. Rudy Giuliani said, this is basically the insiders versus the outsiders. Ben Carson said, he's been going through a lot. He's weathering it just fine. He's gung-ho and he understands why this all is happening. His enemies have ammunition and they're dripping it out. He gets it, but he's not frustrated. He's not a quitter. Donald Trump, and we'll link to this below. It's worth watching, well worth watching. He said, I've never said I'm a perfect person, nor pretended to be someone that I'm not. I've said and done things I regret, and the words released today on this more than a decade old video are one of them. Anyone who knows me knows these words don't reflect who I am. I said it, I was wrong, and I apologize. I've traveled the country talking about change for America, but my travels have also changed me. I've spent time with grieving mothers who have lost their children, laid off, laid off workers whose jobs have gone to other countries, and people from all walks of life who just want a better future. I have gotten to know the great people of our country, and I've been humbled by the faith they've placed in me. I pledge to be a better man tomorrow and will never, ever let you down. Let's be honest. We're living in the real world. This is nothing more than a distraction from the important issues we're facing today. We're losing our jobs. We're less safe than we were eight years ago. And Washington is totally broken. Hillary Clinton and her kind have run our country into the ground. I've said some foolish things, but there's a big difference between the words and actions of other people. Bill Clinton has actually abused women, and Hillary has bullied, attacked, shamed, and intimidated his victims. We will discuss this more in the coming days. See you at the debate on Sunday. Boom, baby! And with that, the gloves come off. Uh, I view this mostly as a gift to the Trump campaign, because if Trump had attacked Hillary and Bill for Bill's sexual, sexually aggressive uh, history then he may have been portrayed as victimizing her of bringing up irrelevant things. But now that the floodgates have opened on, do you do or say things that are negative towards women? Well, uh, now that this uh, the pin is out of this grenade, uh, Trump can bring out the hell of heavy artillery. So um, he now has a perfect opening to talk about this stuff in the debate and, and elsewhere. Um, and he can't be blamed for bringing it up out of nowhere because it's coming out in response to his comments uh, 11 years ago in a bus, in private. Now, the Republican National Committee reportedly took immediate action, action by halting work on the Donald Trump Victory Project, which supports the Republican nominee through male-related projects. An email obtained by Politico from RNC staffer Lauren Toomey to the mail program vendor reads, please put a hold slash stop on all mail projects right now. If something is in production or print, it needs to stop. We'll update you when to proceed. Prior to this situation, there were reports of Republican leaders specifically focusing on down-ticket campaigns and intentionally diverting funds away from Donald Trump's election campaign. Prominent critics have also discussed the important voter registration infrastructure created by the Republican Party to support Trump's election. Predictably, many establishment Republicans have called on Trump to drop out of the race, echoing comments many of them made back in August 2015 when the Trump campaign initially caught fire. Donald Trump has said, People are calling and saying, don't even think about doing anything else but running. You have to see what's going on. The real story, 
is that people have no idea about the support. I've been here before. I'll tell you in life. I understand life and how you make it through. You go through things. I've been through many. It's called life. And it's always interesting. Republican donors Robert and Rebecca Mercer have said, If Mr. Trump had told Billy Bush, whoever that is, earlier this year that he was for open borders, open trade, and executive actions in pursuit of gun control, we certainly we would certainly be rethinking our support for him. So what they're referring to, by the way, is the emails that came out regarding Hillary Clinton. WikiLeaks has only released 1% of Podesta's emails. We'll be doing a presentation on that as well. But in them, there are indications that Hillary Clinton is for open borders. In other words, she really wants to become president of America in order to dissolve America, the last president of what used to be called America and now is called uh, Mexicanistan. Um... So open borders for open trade and executive actions in pursuit of gun control. So um, they're saying those are the issues that we care about, not some, some chance course comment from 11 years ago. Um, Robert and Rebecca Mercer went on to say, if he had admitted to Mr. Bush that he had, profi- uh, had profited privately by allowing the sale to Russia of 20% of U.S. uranium deposits, or that he had amassed his personal fortune not by hard work in the private sector, but by selling favors to foreigners on the American taxpayer's dime, we would certainly be rethinking our support for him. See, they get it. The option is not Donald Trump versus some magical candidate who's going to win the election anyway. It is you go with the, you, you, you dance with the one that brung you. You go with Donald Trump or you hand the White House to Bill and Hillary. Ooh, body chill. They went on to say, if he had argued that he needed both a public and a private position on issues facing the American public, we would certainly be rethinking our support for him. And finally, if Trump had serially terrorized and silenced the victims of violent sexual assault, whom he feared could damage his political career, we would most definitely be rethinking our support for him. That's what Trump means, I think, when he says, come on, folks, we're living in the real world. They went on to say, Donald Trump's uncensored comments, both old and new, have been echoed and dissected in the media repeatedly in an effort to kindle among his supporters a conflagration of outrage commensurate with the media's own faux outrage. (laughs) I love these guys' grammar and syntax. It's beautiful. Lovely. They went on to say, can anyone really be surprised that Mr. Trump could have said to Mr. Bush such things as he has already admitted, saying, no, we are completely indifferent to Mr. Trump's locker room braggadocio. That's a very underused word these days. They went on to say, the same media that resolutely looked away when the most powerful man in the world, a sitting U.S. president with multiple violent sexual assaults to his credit, snared an impressionable young intern in his web and ruined her life, now expects us to gasp with revulsion at Mr. Trump's irreverent comments. America is finally fed up and disgusted with its political elite. Trump is channeling this disgust and those among the political elite who quake before the boombox of media blather do not appreciate the apocalyptic choice that America faces on November the 8th. We have a country to save, and there is only one person who can save it. We, and Americans across the country and around the world, stand steadfastly behind Donald J. Trump. So... Look, the Republican Party establishment, they, they don't support Donald Trump. Why would they? He threatens the entire corporate donor gravy train and bring, brings promises of accountability, which is like kryptonite or <laughs> to politicians or holy water to their vampiric impulses. 
The Republican establishment, I personally think, they want Hillary Clinton to win. They've always wanted Hillary Clinton to win. Over Donald Trump, for sure. It's nothing to do with any comments that Donald Trump made in 2005 that were innocuous, that were never acted on, that were coarse, but who cares? What are we, like Victorian faint couch maidens? Oh, no, I heard a negative word. <laughs> this is a voter insurgency. The, 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 the voters on the right, the Republican voters, really got behind the Tea Party. And we're hoping to send small government, fight the establishment, politicians to Washington through the Tea Party. And then when the Tea Party candidates got to Washington, almost to a man, almost to a woman, they stuck their pig, big, pig snouts into the trough of government money and hoovered up for all they were worth. And uh, so the Tea Party, no worky. The IRS has blocked a lot of Republican charities from doing work that they want to do by refusing their charitable status, by demanding donor lists and so on. So, yeah, Tea Party didn't work. IRS is blocking other political action. So, basically, the entire political establishment has become a pinata, and they're giving Donald Trump a flamethrower-laced baseball bat to open it up, because on the inside of the liberties that they feel slipping away, the country, the demography that they feel slipping away. And so they are using him as an assault weapon against the establishment. And the establishment is not only the Democrats for a lot of the Republican base, but for the Republicans as well. They call it or they refer to the Republican Democrat establishment as the uniparty. And given what you can see going on in terms of legislation, uh, it's hard not to believe that that's true. So the fact that the Republican Party doesn't like Donald Trump I guess it's a negative to people who think that a lot of Republicans still have a lot of respect for the Republican Party establishment. I don't think they do. And uh, they want their freedoms and they want the country to be changed and they want illegal immigrants to leave the country and they because they just don't want to pay taxes to support all this stuff anymore. It's really, really unfair for a lot of Republicans to feel like this is this is crazy. I can't afford to to buy uh, toys for my kids because there are people pouring in who are using all the medical resources and the school resources and they're and they're using welfare resources and they're clogging up the roads and it's like come on this is supposed to be my country uh, so yes um, Donald Trump is um, he's kind of running third party in my opinion within the re Republican establishment but the fact that the Republicans are turning against him it just means that uh, he's going to be like Hercules uh, with the Aegean stables afterwards cleaning out all of the crap because this is an open declaration of war. What this means is that once Donald Trump gets in, uh, let's just say there's going to be a little bit of house cleaning going on. And um, I guess people don't really understand that, but they're there to deliver taxpayer money to their donors. And Donald Trump is not. He's there to deliver the wishes of the uh, Republicans to the actual Republicans, right? He's there to answer to the voters. Everyone else is there to lie to the voters and answer to their donors and their backers and the lobbyists. So, um, yeah, this is, um, I'm telling you people, this is the last chance for a peaceful revolution. The last chance. So, there's going to be more. Brace yourself! election is coming there's going to be more out of context jokes there's going to be some private conversation that was recorded and it's going to be leaked and there's going to be more political establishment couch fainting you see on the left that the democrats they want to teach anal sex to your kids in school but apparently you can't make jokes about women see that's just the insanity that we're kind of living in i think it's past the peak and i think we're going to sane things up a little bit you know just when you think you're about to go off the cliff 
there's a bit of a, a backlash. So there's going to be more. Everyone just get used to it. Get ready for it. I know I am. Never going to get any sleep, apparently. So, um, and of course, you know, the media is constantly doing these. I, I did a show on this with Bill Mitchell and he's worth following on Twitter. He nails his stuff pretty well. You know, if you want to get, say, pro-Hillary poll, it's pretty easy. You just poll a lot of women. Uh, you poll a lot of uh, Democrat uh, bases, right? You, oh, here they vote Democrat. Let's just do a random poll here and so on. Uh, it's called a D plus 10 or a D plus 15 or D plus 666, it seems, these days. So you can easily get a pro-Hillary poll if you just choose uh, the right people. But internal polling is showing that Trump is doing very, very well. And um, this is because Trump is doing so well. This is why the Republican Party has probably been involved with helping to stage this attack, particularly if it came through the Bush family. They're scared that Trump is going to win. And uh, there's a lot of metrics, if not most metrics, that really do point in that direction. So it's the old saying, you know, I've experienced it myself. You only get shot at when you're over the target, right? You're an airplane. Uh, if you're over the target, they'll shoot at you. If you're wandering over the ocean, they don't care. So it's when you get close to interfering with the interest, uh, the interest in money of very powerful people that they will launch everything at you. And it is really, really telling to me. This is what I think is really, really important to get out of this, my friends. It's really, really telling that this is all they got. What do they have? What do they have on Trump? I mean, it's ridiculous. He paid. He paid his taxes, and he and he didn't pay taxes he didn't owe. Ooh, ah, ooh. You know, 11 years ago, he had some locker room conversation that he thought was private in California, which is a two-party state, and it's illegal to report record conversations without the other person knowing anyway. But who cares about that? So, I mean, yeah, things are supposed to be private. Private conversation. You don't release a conversation that the person assumes is private. You just don't. Do it. It's wrong. It's it, it, it's you know even you could say it's illegal if he didn't write consent to the um, conversation being uh, recorded and and published. You know he had his mic on, but so what? They mic me up before I do interviews. I don't assume necessarily that you know. I mean when I call people uh, to do interviews, we'll have a, a chat for a little while beforehand, and it's all off the record. I would never take those without the person's permission and and publish them because they're, we're just chatting. It's really classless thing to do, and it's not the kind of world we want to live in, where you you can't say anything to anyone because someone might be recording something. What a nightmare! 1984 style, uh, you know, big uh, big iPod is is listening kind of world we're we're living in. Then you can't say anything because you can't rely on anyone to have the discretion or common sense or decency to not release re recordings that are not for public consumption. I mean, it's gross. It's just not it's not the right thing uh, to do, and. Um, but this is all they got. What do they, what do they have on Donald Trump? I mean, that's real, not this, you know, manipulation of things that he said. But um, what do they have on the guy? Really, you know, the guy's been in the public life for decade after decade. He's a known hound dog. He loves it. He's a woman chaser. I mean, of course, a high tea guy. He's a successful guy, a rich guy, a handsome guy, and a famous and powerful guy. Yeah, he chases tail. Guess what, you know? <laughs> I mean, how, how many men in his position don't? Well, um, a lot of them do. And he's admitted to that. He's admitted in his autobiographies, being a hound dog and chasing women and so on. I mean, good Lord. If this is what we lose Western civilization for, guess what? Western civilization was lost a long time ago. So look at the nature of the attacks. Forget about the content. Doesn't matter what the content is. Look at the nature of the attacks. This is all they got. He, he used the word pussy 11 years ago in a private conversation. That's it. That's, that's all you got. That's all you got. That's an implicit endorsement of the man 
just from that standpoint. So this is Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio. Thank you so much for, for watching, for listening. I, like you, am looking forward to what's going to go on tonight. I think it's going to be gloves off, uh, full tilt boogie time, and uh, it's about time. So uh, thanks so much for listening. If you find this information helpful, please, please, please help us out at freedomainradio.com slash donate and have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day. And grab the popcorn. It is going to be a show and a half tonight, my friends.